You're listening to Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno, supported by HomeWatch Caregivers, whose mission is to preserve dignity, protect independence, and provide peace of mind for their clients and loved ones by providing exceptional home care. 97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit in the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome to this episode of Carrington Connections. Joining me today is Melanie Bunn, RNMS, Dementia Training Specialist with Alzheimer's North Carolina. And today we are going to be discussing caregiving and the holidays. Welcome, Melanie. It's so good to be here, Nicole. It is. And you know, and holidays are right upon us. So we were just talking about that off air. It's unbelievable how fast everything's coming this year. So if you're a caregiver, you're probably feeling more stressed out than Melanie and I are sitting together at the table. <laughs> Melanie brought with her some of the top 10 things that you need to know about this topic, but probably shouldn't. And I'm just going to highlight a few of those for you right now. The first is, when you are a caregiver, the holidays will be different, but different doesn't have to be worse. Yes, and that's really important to remember that we have to make modifications. We have to make adaptations to the holidays, and it's going to change the way we think of things, but that doesn't mean that they're not still meaningful. It doesn't mean we can't still do those critically important traditions. It just means we have to tweak them a little bit. Definitely. It's okay and maybe even healthy to feel sad, angry, resentful, lonely, and to talk about those feelings and to ask for help during the holidays. And that sometimes is so complicated because we want the holidays to be happy and Mm -hmm. and full of joy. And the truth is sometimes holidays bring out other feelings that if we try to shove them down, um, they're going to find their way out. And so it's better often to talk about feeling lonely, to talk about missing things, to Mm -hmm. talk about resenting the way things are now versus the way they used to be. And when you talk about those things and you ask for help both dealing with them emotionally and dealing with them from a practical perspective, then you have time and energy then to deal with the joy and the connections and those relationships. I completely agree. I think that's very healthy to do. And lastly, be aware that a person might not function at the usual level. The excitement might either improve or reduce abilities and be prepared to explain that to others. And that's one of the ones that particularly when you spend time with people with dementia Mm -hmm. um, can be very confusing because you've prepared family, you've prepared friends, you know, mom is doing this, my husband's doing this, and they show up on the holiday. And all of a sudden that person functions at a much brighter, Mm -hmm. much higher level than you're used to, than you're expecting. And it's confusing because it feels like, well, if she can do that for them, why can't he do that for me? And it gets very confusing. But the truth is, around the holiday season, those chemical changes Mm -hmm. fluctuate and people can say and do things they can't do other times. The same is true for people who have physical kind of issues or conditions that they're dealing with, that usually the person can barely make it through a meal or... um, they just an activity. Up and then they crash after big time. And physically. afterwards, oh yeah, you got to watch for that crash. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. I was in a caregiving situation this time last Thanksgiving and had a friend with me, and um, 
the reaction, it was it was just different because of that. And then the person actually, you know, sort of bro- broke down and started crying right after the Thanksgiving meal because I think it affected her when she realized all of her losses. And she wasn't sad about her necessarily her experience with us. It was more what she would have been doing had she not been in the situation she was in. So I, for whatever reason, did not emotionally prepare myself for that before the Thanksgiving. And so definitely you do need to prepare. I think that's key. Expect the unexpected. And that's a perfect story, Nicole. So how important is routine during the holidays when you're in a caregiving role? Routine is critically important. Don't throw it out the window. (laughs) Don't throw it out the window. Don't let it get. But what people sometimes forget is there are really two issues of routine. Mm -hmm. And one issue of routine is the order that things happen. Mm-hmm. And the other issue of routine is the time that things happen. Okay. And people deal with those in completely different ways. And so if the issue is, um, my routine is, I get up every morning and I eat my breakfast and then I take my shower and then I get dressed and ready for the day. Mm-hmm. But this day, we're having breakfast with family at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm a person who the most important thing is the order, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get me dressed and out of my house mm-hmm. to go eat breakfast until I've eaten breakfast. Right. If the most important thing for me is that breakfast is at 8 o'clock, then you might get me dressed, but we better have breakfast at 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We want life to be smooth. We want people to get along. We don't want to. We want to put our energy into keeping that routine instead of recovering from those changes in routine. So should we not focus so much on the time element? Maybe just the order. It depends on the person. Yeah. Okay. Because for some people, breakfast is at eight o'clock, and it's going to be at eight o'clock. There may be a hurricane coming through. There may be a fire. <laughs> but it's eight o'clock. We're going to have breakfast. And 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 it's different. Different people respond different ways. But as a caregiver, perhaps you need to adjust your scheduled to that person you're caregiving for if they're not able to fix that themselves, I'm guessing, which is hard uh, to do. Definitely, because we have routines, too. Sure we do. Because we have things, we like things certain ways, and I like to get up early and have my coffee before, but that's out the window this particular day. Funny little story last night. <laughs> this makes me laugh about myself, but this brings up a perfect example of how routine can mess you up. I was uh, my, put my kids to bed, and of course, my son was doing all these stalling tactics about trying to get me to keep, you know, coming into the room. And I, and, I, and I started listing all the things I had to do and what time they should have been done but weren't done because of all the delays that we had. I still have to make a bread for your holiday party tomorrow at school, and I had to do this, and I had to do this. Plus, I have to take a shower and get ready for this radio show. <laughs> and, then, but, and I had the times listed that it should have happened, yet it was an hour and a half later behind my schedule. So yes, yes. It's too funny. Oh, goodness. And nobody cares about that nearly as much as you do. No, they didn't. They just looked at me like, Mom's crazy. Okay. <laughs> I think we should just go to bed. I think one of them said, I think, Mom, you're over tired. <laughs> but still had a good time. So. Yes, yes. So what are some of the biggest stressors you would say exist for caregivers in the holidays? I think the biggest stresses for caregivers are dealing with the environment and dealing with expectations. Mm-hmm. And so for, for many people um, who are dealing with either physical diseases or cognitive issues, things changing in the environment are a tremendous stressor for them. And that reflects on the person who's caregiving for them. Because when the person you're caring for is upset, distressed, things aren't going for fl- in flow for them, then that reflects back on the caregiver. And for the caregiver, I think it's it's overextending and expectations mm-hmm. that um, everything's got to be the way Just it's self. always been. Yep. And this is the way we do it as a family. And if we don't do it this way, then why bother? 
that all or nothing thinking yeah. gets us into so much it does, trouble. It does. Oh, I'm, and I'm bad at that. <laughs> I know where you're coming from, sister. <laughs> so how can caregivers deal with these stressors then? It It's taking a step back uh-huh. and really thinking about what's really important. You know, what really is the most important thing I need to do today or what's the most important piece of this activity and then taking steps back from that to figure out how do I make that most important thing happen instead of focusing on every little thing the end result versus yes yes definitely okay and can you share um how can you share how the holidays with a person who lives in a care facility, that gets sort of complicated, don't you think? It It makes it very different. It does. And some of it is being willing to take advantage of some of the opportunities those care facilities provide. Mm -hmm. Because many care facilities provide our care facility family gets together and we have a meal together. Or you can reserve this space Mm -hmm. and have your meal Mm -hmm. as a family or have an activity as a family, reserve this space. So sometimes we, we forget about the opportunities that are there where people are comfortable, where there are people to, to give you backup should you need it for physical or for cognitive kinds of responses and reactions. Mm-hmm. The other thing is to really think about, you know, what do we have to do to make this happen? So mm-hmm. what are the resources we need? If it's really important that the person come home for this holiday, mm-hmm. then thinking ahead, what are the resources that'll make this work? Maybe we hire somebody to be an extra mm-hmm. pair of hands sure. whose job is to focus on that person while we're focusing on the event. Um, it, it's like important um, to visit, to be part of the holidays. But the one thing, the one plug I want to put uh-huh. in there is people are there all the time. It's right. not just the holidays. And okay. so often during the holidays, there are faith organizations, there are civic mm-hmm. organizations, there are people mm-hmm. coming from everywhere wanting to help and wanting to be there. Um, and maybe they would appreciate somebody to come on the third Sunday of every third month. That's right to be there, not just during the holidays, but to kind of be there throughout the year as well. That's a, that's, that's a great point. And I used to work in long-term care community, and it was that's truth. Oh, good. Okay, we will be right back. Joining me today is Melanie Bunn, and we are talking about caregiving and the holidays. Thank you. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. On 97.9 FM, WCHL, supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. Now, more of Caring Connections. Welcome back. Joining me today is Melanie Bunn, and we are talking about caregiving and the holidays. And let's talk about peace. Now, I'm not talking about world peace. (laughs) I'm talking about peace around the holidays. How can we handle that? Wouldn't it be nice if we could fix world peace sitting here in this room? I would love it. I mean, that would be, yes. That would be amazing. That would be the best holiday gift ever. That would create a lot of extra peace, wouldn't it? It sure would. But the piece I'm specifically talking about is kind of a little thing I wrote using the letters of the word peace to kind of give some guidance for how to deal with the holidays, whether Mm -hmm. you're dealing with someone with dementia or or someone with some physical challenges or changes. So the P in peace stands for 
prioritize. And I already kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier, but what I specifically mean is thinking about this activity, this family event, this ritual, what's really the most important part of this experience. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean is if what is really important is we all get together and we have a meal. Mm -hmm. Okay, move past that a little bit. What's the most important part of that meal? It's the most important part of that meal that we all sit together at a table at the same time and and have that meal. Then maybe if that's the priority, then maybe the food needs to be a little simpler. Mm -hmm. If what's important is we have the family desserts that we only bring out on this particular Mm -hmm. holiday, then maybe we have the way we serve the meal a little more casual. Mm -hmm. So we think about what really is the priority? What is really the most important? And then we think about it for the person who's being cared for, what of this activity do we want to preserve their energy for? Mm -hmm. So if the most important thing is being with the grandchildren. Is it being with the grandchildren at the same time Mm -hmm. or can we split them up a little bit? Is it opening gifts with the grandchildren or is it having dessert with them? Mm -hmm. So we kind of start really thinking about priorities. What really is the most important? Sure. And particularly for people with dementia, we want to think about are there the recent traditions that are important Mm -hmm. or is it really the traditions from the past Mm -hmm. that are the most precious and most important? And that may true be true for someone with some physical issues as well. What about the E? The E stands for empathize. And that doesn't just mean with each other as we're falling (laughs) apart during these holidays, but it means to empathize with the person who's being cared for. And really think about this experience from their perspective. You look at it from their eyes, from their body, from their brains and their spirits. What would this experience feel like if you were walking into it for the first time? Mm -hmm. Or what would this feel like if you spend the majority of your time alone and you don't have much energy, what would this experience be like to have all of this energy exploding all over the place? (laughs) Exactly. You've got 12 children between the ages of 10 and 3. Now, that's not going to be a relaxing, peaceful (laughs) experience. Not a reasonable expectation. So what could it really seem like? What did the decorations look like? What did the sound seem like to that Mm -hmm. person who who may be dealing with some kind of physical or, or cognitive challenges? Wow. Okay, and the A? The A stands for adjust. And once you've kind of decided what's the most important, what's it going to seem like, then we start adjusting to make it work for that person who may have cognitive or physical challenges. So we want to think about the best time of day for this person. Mm -hmm. So maybe if the family tradition is we have a late supper and then we go to mass, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that might not work for a person with dementia. That might not work for a person with some physical physical disabilities. Mm -hmm. So if the most important thing is we have a meal together, maybe we do that at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And then we've had many faith communities be very flexible and make adjustments and adaptations to meet the spiritual needs of people Mm -hmm. who can't tolerate maybe a late evening event or can't tolerate maybe an experience with many, many people around, maybe can't tolerate the length of the traditional thing, traditional holiday activity, but can really benefit from pieces of that put together in a in a pretty special kind of way. And it's okay to ask for that. Absolutely, because most families, faith communities, most civic organizations um, are there to serve. You know, they're there mm-hmm. to provide resources and services, they're and they want exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. They want to reach out and keep people part of our community. And it's a gift to them as well. I mean. 
people say it all the time being asked to help is, is such a gift they, they want people to call and they get just as much if not more out of the experience as the person I think it, de- it definitely because that sense of service is often what brings many of us mm-hmm. peace it makes us feel um, like we've we've helped and we've provided and it can be a great experience definitely capture Capture. Capture stands not for all those little children. You want to put them in one room by themselves and kind of lock the door. We might be okay in here. This could be a perfect babysitting spot. Maybe. But capture really means to kind of capture those moments and those memories. And I I sound a little bit like a a commercial here, but what I what I really want to think about moment. Yeah, exactly. Capture the moment. Um, And what we really want to think about are capturing both the moment now and the moments from the past because we're losing the last of generations mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. So we want to think about, you know, what are the memories from our family history mm-hmm. that we might not ever have if we don't engage that person in storytelling, mm-hmm. engage that person in reminiscing. So we want to encourage that. You know, years and years and years, we thought that was kind of Malden to, to think about those sad, you know, the times from the past. But sure. then we really want to th- capture those memories. Mm-hmm. We really want to include those memories. And then we want to make sure we've got them recorded. Now, lots of families go and they take the formal Christmas yeah, picture yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. They're beautiful. We want them. We need to have them. But sometimes <laughs> those candid moments yeah. are really, really as important yeah. and as truth and really, really precious. And we often get more honesty because so many people have smartphones. Mm -hmm. And you can do it very discreetly. (laughs) And you can get that moment with the grandparent and the Mm -hmm. grandchild or newlyweds. Mm -hmm. And you can get that that very intimate, very special moment um, in a a videotape or in a photograph Mm -hmm. that you've then got forever. And maybe this sounds not perfect. And maybe it's a little fuzzy. Well, that's what filters are for. (laughs) You know, you can make it better. Turn it black and white. (laughs) You you, you pretended to have it that way. That was what you meant to do. That's awesome. And then using props can often really lead to those kinds of um, of wonderful moments and wonderful memories where you get out the old scrapbook and you mm-hmm. look at the way and then that leads to some of this reminiscing mm-hmm. and the storytelling. You compare, you know, your cherry pie to the cherry pie of, of days past. You can wear a GoPro camera while you're cooking your turkey. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Just the holiday from that perspective. <laughs> and maybe you can delete some things <laughs> That's too. That's one of the editing function is a really important part of GoPro. <laughs> you should have the child wear one we should have the elder wear one and the person preparing and see what all the three different perspectives would be. Exactly, exactly. Uh, lastly, it sounds like that's how we can enjoy. Yeah. How do we enjoy? Yeah, and enjoy is such an important part. And some of us, you know, the, the story of whether you're going to be a Mary or a Martha, that old kind of Get away classic. From Pinterest. Yeah, that old kind of classic story of. of we, we spend so much time thinking about the logistics and, mm-hmm. and spending time doing the logistics that we, we don't really get to celebrate. Mm-hmm. We don't really get to be part of. And, and that actually goes along with the recording part is mm-hmm. you don't want to spend so much time taking taping everything and photographing everything that mm-hmm. you don't put that aside and really look into people's in eyes yeah. and really live in the moment and really find that joyful moment in this moment, in the present of being with the people that this moment will never happen. You can make more money. You can make more friends. You can make more family. You can't make more time. Yeah, This time is what you've got. That mindfulness. 
Exactly. Yeah. And and that it might not be perfect, whatever is, mm-hmm. but it, it's important. And, to live it and feel but, it. Exactly. exactly. And that this experience, you can still find those magical moments, whether it's exactly like it used to be or whether it's a new, new, <laughs> a new normal, a new ritual or a new routine or a new memory. This has been great. We're going to be right back. Joining me today is Melanie Bunn, and we are talking about caregiving and the holidays. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno on 97.9 FM WCHL, supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. Now, more of Caring Connections. Welcome back. Joining me today is Melanie Bunn, RNMS, talking about caregiving and the holidays. And in just the last few minutes we have left, I have a few more questions that I want to get out to you, and I know you're going to have the right answers for them. So putting a lot of pressure on you here, Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) No stress for me. No stress. Uh, And this is huge. And this is even, gosh, my parents aren't even in this realm of being cared for yet, but I still have issues with this. What kinds of gifts are appropriate for people who who have dementia or other health issues or just even older adults in general? They have everything. What do you give them? And and most people in in this age range or or people who are caregiving for children Mm -hmm. or people who are caregiving for Mm -hmm. siblings, we're trying to simplify life and we're trying to declutter and get rid of stuff. And so the recommendation I make is a present and a promise. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is an example is you give someone gardening gloves, which Mm -hmm. is a present. Mm -hmm. And the promise is to come back for four hours and help them weed in the spring. Mm -hmm. Or you give somebody... a gift certificate, uh, their, their favorite milkshake, uh-huh. and a gift certificate to go back with them uh-huh. once a month to or get them another milkshake. Or a scrapbook. Or together and put family memories together. Exactly. That's, so a present a and a promise. That's yeah. awesome. And no pressure to get it all done right before the holidays. Oh, no. It doesn't even have to be wrapped. You oh. stop by, you pick up a milkshake, <laughs> and you're awesome. done. That's great. <laughs> What about recommendations to make travel easier? I know sometimes people are on the fence, oh, gosh, do we bring Grandpa from California to North Carolina for this last holiday because we think it's the last time he's going to be able to do it. What are some recommendations to make that easier? I think um, the first thing is to start with the decision, who are we doing this for? Mm-hmm. You know, Because if we're doing this for us, it's a different decision than if we're doing it for Grandpa in California. Mm-hmm. And then our investment might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you decide it really is for the right reasons, it really is for the whole family, this is really meaningful, it's important, then to really plan. And I'm not a good planner. I know you are. So <laughs> I would come to you for help. But to do some planning, one thing I recommend is that if you're traveling with someone who has needs, mm-hmm. um, that you try to avoid traveling alone with that person. Mm-hmm. So you try to travel as a threesome instead of a duo. And okay. the other thing I recommend is you try to have both genders represented. And so you've got men and women involved in your travel party because that sometimes can be helpful in different kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're traveling by car, um, make sure you plan stops. Mm-hmm. But you're flexible with stopping when it's not planned. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and there's a list online of rest stops that have family-friendly restrooms, oh. and those can be really helpful, not yeah. just because you might be traveling with someone who's a different gender, but also because there tends to be a little more, more privacy, a little bit more room, yeah. and it can work out really, really well. That's a great idea. How about um, are holidays a good time to deal with family issues and decisions? Is it time to say, hey, Grandpa, do you want a feeding tube someday? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes and no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm going 
going to say, yes, they're wonderful times because you've got people together and everybody is seeing the same thing at the same time. They may be interpreting it differently, mm-hmm. but everybody is at least yeah. seeing the same thing at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So it can be a wonderful time for siblings to get together, talk. We need to plan. We need to do something different. It may not be the best time to carry it out. Okay. So we all get together. We say, there's a problem. Yeah. We can all agree there's a problem. We need to make, this is not going to work indefinitely. Sure. And so the person who lives far away, you can go on websites and narrow the choices. And the person who lives here, you can come and, and do this part of the mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a good time to have those those decisions, to have those conversations. And they're hard often to have those. It's hard to have those conversations mm-hmm. on phone. Sure, or via email. Or, or by email. By worse. That's and, even worse. And, and sometimes people like that. It's a little bit more safe mm-hmm. to do that. But for many, many people, being face-to-face with someone just makes those conversations a little bit more meaningful or a little bit better. And in the last couple of seconds we have left, Melanie, if somebody wants to hear from you more or wants to connect with you or Alzheimer's North Carolina, how do they go about doing that? The Alzheimer's North Carolina website, www.alznc.org, is a wonderful resource. And the piece will be posted on their website. Okay. So you can have access to that if, if you want a little bit more information about that. Wonderful. And they can tell you how to contact, connect with me as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, if you have a caring question, you may email it to caring at 1360wchl.com. And may you have a blissful, unstressful holiday season. Thanks, Nicole. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.